Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of our podcast i am your host dion sanchez and joining me in this particular episode is tara culvert yes <laughs> thank you for joining me today Car- Ta- ah darn it i was so close tara <laughs> no you you had it it's good it's good thank you i'm glad to be here i'm excited i'm excited as well so if you could kick off this road of excitement for us by telling my audience a bit about yourself that would be great yeah absolutely hello to everyone i am tara i am uh, currently in phoenix arizona which is where i grew up i grew up here um in the sun without any major uh, weather issues you know we're all safe in arizona except for the heat I left here for a couple of years after college and I got a little taste of what the East Coast looks like and such, but I've moved back and um, I've lived here and had jobs that have allowed me to travel around the world, which is that's where I get my, you know, better perspective of my corporate life. I spent about 15 years in corporate America traveling to places I probably wouldn't have spent any money on, but are beautiful, like Singapore, uh, other parts of Asia, like Philippines, Australia. So I've had a good experience of seeing the world, but I live in Arizona. I am a podcast host. I am, uh, I work in corporate America. I'm a writer, I'm a mom, and I'm a latte lover, uh, chai tea and oat milk. If you don't know, if you're not on oat milk, try it. Uh, chai tea, oat milk, that's my drink. And I would suggest it to all your listeners as well. And I'm just living a life where I like to inspire people with my life experience. I've had some very interesting things. I think we all could probably say that. 
uh, I, in my thirties, I had my hips replaced, both of them. So at the time uh, I was told by the a doctor, I was in a lot of pain. I was working on a project and I was traveling back and forth to Atlanta and I uh, didn't have health insurance. I was a contract employee, but I kept feeling this clinkiness in my hips. And so I thought, let's go to the doctor. As soon as I get benefits, it's gonna be a couple more months, but I can do it. As soon as I did, I went to see the orthopedic surgeon. He walked in there all like, <laughs> took the x-ray, threw it up in the sky so he could see a little air, uh, air uh, light on it. And he said, you're not lucky. You need your hip replaced. Both of them probably. So come see us when you're ready. And he walked out. And that devastated me because it's, you know, who wants to hear that in their 30s, right? And so it sort of like shifted, it shifted me in some ways. And it also confirmed some low level beliefs I had about myself. Cause I thought all my life being an overachiever, I thought if I could just be the best at everything I do, get good jobs, make money, show everybody that I'm an overworker, then things are going to go well for me. But at the very basic level, like, you know, the stock market has that ticker tape that goes and it tells you what the rates of everything, the stocks are up or down constantly. It was like this phrase in these thoughts and beliefs continue to go through me. And one of the key phrases that I believed was nothing good ever happens to me. A lot of good was happening to me, but I was still secretly believing my entire life nothing good ever happens to me because I, I still I've not been married, and I, I at the time I hadn't had children. And then for the 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 surgeon to come at me and say I needed uh, my hips replaced and I wasn't lucky, it basically confirmed my worst dream, my worst nightmare. Oh, there you go, there you go. My life sucks. My life is awful, and it's over for me now. It's hard to be sexy on dates when your hips hurt, and it's hard to be sexy on dates when you're talking about your hips being replaced. And it's hard to be sexy in life when you're walking around in pain before you get a hip replaced. Um, it took me three to four years to come to grips with it. I literally walked around in agony, re rejecting that, instead trying to get acupuncture, uh, chiropractor, fasting, uh, juicing, everything you could do except that because I didn't want to believe that I had to be cut up. And a lot of people are against surgery. I get it but ultimately had to be open to that as well as the other holistic things. I went into the surgery three or four years after suffering from the pain. It was agonizing because I had zero cartilage in either hip. I'm going through airports and still trying to live my best life, going to New York City, trying to walk around in Central Park, breaking down, eating Advils like they're candy, sad at my life. I'm trying to live my best life. I'm secretly thinking I don't deserve to and I don't get to. And I'm at, at war with myself while I'm trying to battle what this doctor suggested. I ultimately surrendered, not to him, but to another doctor when I came back to Arizona. And I went into the surgery and I will say this to anybody, anybody listening to this story that I'm, I'm spending a lot of time here because I, I want to use it. I'm not going to let this pain be wasted, you know? Right. So I use it and everything I can to send a message, whether you've had your hips replaced, maybe that's not your thing, but maybe you had another medical diagnosis that you need to overcome. Something even as recently as coming from COVID that you need to overcome. Maybe it's not medical, maybe it is. Maybe it's uh, something you're carrying with you that you think will prevent you from living a full life. Well, I surrendered to the surgery. I went into that surgery though and I said, you know what, that's it. Because before that I had tried to work out and I thought you know, the pain was coming from overworking out at the time. Um, I said, I'm gonna be better than when I 
than I was before the surgery. And if I've been through this much pain, then I'm going to bring it. And somewhere I'm going to be several levels up. I'm going to start doing more outside. I'm going to start embracing life more because I'm not in pain. I made that decision before surgery. So a year later, after the hip replacement, I did a half marathon. Now I'm not saying I ran it. Oh, let's be, let's be real here. I jog walked it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't turn into a runner. Okay. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to finish a marathon. And I thought I was going to die several times during it and training for it, but I finished. I didn't come in last. And it's, it was basically me sending a message to myself that I wasn't going to be defeated. This, that good things could come from this. And it took such effort to convince myself to do it that I still just go back to, I have the metal in my garage, like you did it, look what you did. Cause every time, even now I get reminders of, oh my God, you can't do this. Oh my God, you can't do that. And I have to go back to that and say, nope. Remember when you had your hips replaced, you came back at it and you finished a marathon. Several years later, I'm living a better life. I'm going to the gym. I'm feeling like confident. And I started going to cycle instructor, cycle classes. And eventually, um, someone in my cycle class, the, the instructor said, does anybody want to teach? Anybody interested? Anybody interested? I'm like, my butt is big, probably bigger than anybody who will ever be in a cycle class. Dare I go say I want to be an instructor? Dare I say that with the hips replaced and I want to teach people who probably could dust me in any real life race? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And so I became a cycle instructor. Boom. Even before COVID, right before COVID, I was still teaching. I would probably still be teaching if COVID wasn't rampant. Um, I stopped right before. I loved every minute of it. And absolutely, there were people faster than me, skinnier than me, toned than me, everything than me. But I was in the front teaching them that they needed to run their own race. And that's the kind of life I lived as a result of those hips. Those hips gave me life. That hip replacement my surgery gave me life. Awesome. And I truly admire you for using a, obviously surgery on anything is grueling and takes a lot of mental and physical strength to endure. And you just thrived in your in that particular obstacle and it made you a better person for it. You're a cyclist instructor. I give up riding a bicycle when I was younger because of an incident. So I can't say I'm, I'm a big fan of bikes, but you just made your circumstances into your own and just have powered you into a wonderful human being. And to give you a little background into me as far as my obstacle and curveballs in life, um, for the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear her talk. So from the day I was born, I was just... Life was not easy for me. Um, I could have easily let those like health issues and conditions derail me and hinder me, but I didn't. Life was a lot more challenging for me and it did come with its own fair share of insecurities and you know, trying to get acceptance from others and feeling invisible and questioning my existence because it seemed like even though I knew I was special or, or however people would say I was special, people didn't see me that way. They just thought I was, they just didn't want to be my friend. So that was this own can of worms that I had to endure as far as it getting others to accept me for who I am and then realizing that there's nothing wrong with who I am. And that was its own set journey. But aside from that, I had to keep 
proving pretty much to everyone that hey I'm just as smart as everybody else yeah some people learn how to tie their shoes at five I learned at seven just to give you a concrete example as to how my cognitive development works I believe that's the medical and technical term um I just had to prove to everybody I was just as smart just as good and that was an ongoing thing that I had to overcome and I want to say I'm still overcoming it because I'm an adult and I've I mean, I graduated high school with a 3.0 GPA, so I did prove to everybody I was just as smart and had scholarships and everything. So that journey in itself, I, still, I overcome. I mean, I still, it's still hard for me to adapt and even an adult, I should be slightly more independent, but we all evolve at different rates, but I did show that I do have the capacity to be just as good as everybody else. And as far as overcoming other curveballs and obstacles, um, you mentioned the pandemic, which has affected all of us to a degree. And unfortunately, we're still two years into it. Um, I actually got diagnosed with diabetes. As a matter of fact, it would be two years ago today, <laughs> January 8, 2020, the year we all want to hate that um, I got diagnosed with diabetes. So that own little hurdle was definitely something I didn't anticipate in the midst of this pandemic, which um, two years ago, 2020, there is no vaccine yet. So that was its own obstacle to endure as well. But unlike when I was younger, it was an obstacle I was slightly more prepared for a little bit because yeah. I saw it as a blessing. I mean, my family didn't think of it as a blessing right away because of what I just shared with you and oh she's mm -hmm. an adult it seemed like her life is relatively easy at the moment there's no more hurdles and yet I get the biggest hurdle that's pretty much gonna be a part of my life forever and I have no um as far as I know it's gonna be a part of my life forever um who knows what the future holds but as far as I know it's a part of my life and I can't take it back or change it and I wouldn't want to change it because I could have died um unfortunately yeah. that's a real sad reality and but I'm still here and if it wasn't for my diagnosis and all the parts got placed in my life from that point forward two years ago today mm -hmm. can't believe it's been yeah. two years I wouldn't have ended up launching this podcast and having this awesome wow. conversation with you <laughs> so wow what an honor <laughs> this is a great day it's like it's symbolically <laughs> speaking this is this is you're a professional at dealing with curveballs. I mean, my we come from we have a baseball family. My brother and my um, my nephew, he's 12, they are baseball fanatics. So I'm always going to baseball games. I know what it's like to deal with curveballs. Curveballs are hard to hit, but when you can hit them, you're a baller and you're valuable to the team, you know? Um you're in good company. And I, I mean I look at I admire um Halle Berry's um walk through diabetes. I mean Obviously, we I don't know the details of it, but the way that they move through grace and choose how they view it. I mean, it sounds like you had to lead other people in your life to say, nope, this is how we're going to look at it. This is how we're going to look at it. And that's the same thing you got to do for everything, every curveball, every obstacle, right? And it has to come from us. Like I decide how I look at having my hips replaced. I would like to say that, you know, I had a procedure done. Yes. It was my breasts. They were made bigger and I, or I had the uh, fat sucked out of here and here, but no, my story is about having my, my hips replaced and that's not sexy, but that's empowered me in a way that I think just like your life experience has been. I adopted my daughter in the middle of the pandemic 
uh, last year via Zoom. We're like sitting in Zoom, probably in this office. Yep, we're in this office um, saying, yay, in the middle of the pandemic, I'm adopting my baby. I thought it was going to be a big party because I've waited so long, but I adopted her as a single mom. I have support from my family, but as a single mom in this middle of this nastiness is uncertainty. I adopted my daughter and she has some medical conditions in her hands that require surgery. And they're gonna require us to have a narrative that says she is good. I don't, she doesn't need approval. She doesn't need people to like the way her hands look. She doesn't need people to approve of the way her hands look. She doesn't need people to like anything about her because she's already liking herself. So look what God does. He gives me a daughter who I need to teach to be comfortable in her body from the beginning. So at eight months, she came to me. At three, we talk about it. Because you look, you can notice that her hands look different. They're not average hands. But I have to teach her that she has to embrace it and say, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong here. So this, summer, this, this past summer, we went through that narrative. And it was an obstacle that I don't know that I would be as prepared to overcome had I not been through my hip replacements. We walked through surgery. She had to have a surgery that would set her up to be more, to have more flexibility so she can comb her hair, drive cars, be that teenager and that young adult she need, and that adult she needs to be with, with better usage of her hands. We spent time in ICU. We, we had to buckle down. I had to buckle down mentally and say, get ready. Don't think about COVID getting to you because you're going to spend four days in ICU. Get her ready. Spend time with the dolly saying, Doc, this is Dr. Mayor. He's telling you that you're going to be taken care of and you're going to ride your scooter so fast when you come out of this doctor, when you, after you go to the doctor. Every mental thing I had to go through to get myself ready so I could get her ready so that I could use my experience from having my hips replaced and now someone could easily say, oh, you're done. No one's going to be with you. So that, no, because I made this, no, I'm not done. I'm just starting. And I have a story that's much more interesting because it's a story of overcoming resilience and also acknowledging pain, because I'm not into the whole toxic positivity and everything's great in this journey with my daughter. Oh, I'm not worried about any of that. I spend nights crying and being sad and being angry and being afraid. Like, what does this look like? Uh, will she be able to hold her babies when she gets to be the age to hold babies? Think about all that things, those things. But I combine it with, but you know what? Look at what we overcome. And we overcome those things when we get to them. And I'm going to teach her to overcome it when you get to it. Don't start projecting into the future and being afraid about what this looks like, what that looks like. Just deal with today. Keep getting stronger. Cry when you need to. Stop crying and, and move on. Cry again. Feel the feelings. Don't be toxic positivity about it. Like, you know, I'm going to pretend like everything's okay. I'm going to pretend like I'm not hurting. That's not the way I think people should live their lives. Don't bottle up the emotions and the sadness with any diagnosis that she um, has to overcome with I, what I've had to overcome. You know, even being a mom who's, um, I had started my family later in life. You know, some people at my age are uh, have grandchildren. I could easily let that get in my head. Like, look at them. They got to have stronger knees. They had Megan knees when they had their babies and you don't have Megan knees now. You need, you need something to help you get up if you're going to do a TikTok challenge. <laughs> you're going to try to do the Megan challenge. You ain't going to be able to get up unless you use a table, but these young moms might be able to do something much more flexibility. Who cares? So what? Use help. Be yourself. Adapt to whatever your circumstances are without allowing um, what other, other people 
think to, to color, color my, my view, it takes work. You already know. Yeah. It takes work to be this settled. And I am teaching my daughter. One of the things I say all the time to her, yeah, mommy has scars too. And guess what? I show her my scars. And I say, see, mommy has a scar. A scar shows that you're healed. It shows that you're all better. And she'll ask me, does that hurt? I'm like, not anymore, not anymore. See, it's healing. See, yours, yours is healing too. And we want, I want to have that kind of conversation for the rest of her life about scars, about hurting, about pain, about falling down, about getting up and about not being embarrassed of where you've been. Because I spent too much time there. Embarrassed because I'm not married. What took you so long to get married? I'm still not married. But I used to be angry and upset at myself about it. But now I'm like, man, if I had married all these guys that I wanted to marry over the years, I would be six or or seven divorces in. I would have left them. I would have been angry and unsettled and unfulfilled because I thought that's what I wanted. And I'm so grateful that you don't always get exactly what you want because there's a higher power in my, my belief. There's a higher power that says, I know what you really need. So it's going to be painful, but that ain't going to happen. And I've lived that life, you know, and I just sometimes laugh to myself and think the things that I really wanted at the time that I wanted, at the date that I wanted, at the season that I wanted. Okay. That wasn't meant to be. And it wouldn't have worked out that way if I got it, if everything went my perfect way. So I think it's just, I would just tell anybody listening to settle into your own life and stop fighting all the obstacles. They are not your enemy. They are life trainers. I have a, a quote I created. I, I, I have cards in, in Etsy. And the cards, basically, I wrote quotes for myself when I'm feeling low. And one of them is, uh, your obstacles are not your, your enemies. They are your life trainers. Every obstacle that we're facing is, is like a trainer. It's like training us for life, training us to be stronger and resilient. Again, not in a toxic way where you say you don't feel the pain. No, in a very real way where you're saying, I can be imperfect and empowered at the same time. I'm very imperfect, but I'm very empowered by my life experience and by my belief and confidence in myself that I have overcome these things. This hurts. I don't want it. It's uncomfortable, but this is where I'm at. So let's go. And it may require lots of naps and breaks and fresh air and mountain views and looks at the beach. In your case, you may need to go look at the beach, drive up, can't get out of the car, drive up. I drive up to mountains during the pandemic the whole time as a coping mechanism. Me, sometimes alone, sometimes with my daughter. Pull up to the mountain because I need a new view. I'm spending all my time in the house, about to go nuts, need to go look at something new. So I figured out. I don't have this house. I look at Architecture Digest. It's one of my favorite magazines for celebrity homes. And I was like, this is what Alicia Keys is looking at when she's in the pandemic. And this is what I'm looking at at the pandemic. It makes me angry. So I'm like, let's not get angry. Let's just go create your own view. So I drive up the street because Arizona has a lot of mountains. And you, you know, if you're close to whatever is beautiful in your city, go to it, the park, the beach. So I drive up to the mountain. And I pull up and they have parking spaces because people are hiking. I'm not hiking. I'm driving up to the parking space with a latte and I'm looking and I'm listening to music and I'm changing my perspective. I'm changing my view because I get to do that. And I have to do that because that may be where I need to process my emotions and say, I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel this, but I'm not going to deny that I can feel this and still be exactly where I'm supposed to be. 
And it takes constant work to keep reminding yourself that it's okay, that everything is not going your way does not mean you're in the wrong place. Absolutely. And I just love this conversation so much. And just how you're sharing the quotes and just I'm just blown out the water, like, whoa. (laughs) It's just, I really admire your perspective and your story. And we do need to embrace that our scars are beautiful, full-heartedly. And it is difficult to do that, but it is possible. Absolutely. It takes work. And if anybody that says that it doesn't, it's almost like you got to parent yourself. You have got to constantly have pep talks and check-ins and, you know, grab yourself by the car. Hey, 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 what did you just think? Why do you feel sad right now? Oh no, you're believing a lie, girl. You're believing a lie. So if that means you need to settle down and go do something you need to, you need to, to bring joy back in, you better do it. You better do it. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I have just so many different examples. I use the example of being single. I did not, it's not fun being single. I don't, I don't like it being single. But I've learned to embrace it. Like, I like me though. And if being single means that I'm not choosing someone out of desperation, but I'm liking myself. I know exactly the things that I like to do. I'm not lost in someone else's expectations of who I should be as a woman. You want a woman who doesn't have six holes in each ear? I'm not that girl. I got six here. I got six here. I got tattoos. I got braids. I got... You know, you know, and if you don't like that, and that's okay. It's like, it's not an indictment saying I'm not good enough for you. It means we're not a match. Whereas before we were like, see, I'm not good enough. And I never get down what I want because that relationship didn't go where it needs to be. Now I'm like, I like me. So I'm going to attract someone who is going to see me. And if I have to keep saying, hi, this is not working out. Um, but it was really nice to meet you. That's perfectly fine. Just want to send that message to any woman in their 30s, stressing because they ain't married yet. In their 20s, stressing because they ain't married yet. Or they don't have anyone giving them a million dollars for their birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it can happen, but just don't think that you're not worthy or not great exactly the way you are. Absolutely. So on to my own little personal gift to you, and that is the icebreaker segment. It's my favorite Let's part. Let's do it. Um, I'll start with the icebreaker question. If you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at at this precise moment, what would it be? Joy is your superpower. That would be my chapter. I love that. Joy is your superpower. Joy, to me, is different from happiness. See, joy is not saying I got I got to my weight goal, I got to my abs, I got my money, I got all the investments I need. You know, that's that. You know, I'm not. Joy means you're not saying I'm I'm happy because these milestones have been met. Joy is saying I like where I'm at despite these milestones not being met. I still find things to be happy about. Happiness is like, I'll be happy when I'm this, when I'm that, when I'm that, when I'm that. I'll be happy. Joy is like, shoot, I can have a storm all around me and still be content and happy. And and my version of happy is joy. It's not dependent on me having all everything worked out for the businesses that I'm starting or the weight that I'm, COVID weight that I'm, that I'm losing. Um, Joy is my superpower would be the chapter. 
Awesome. My chapter title would be, and this should become no surprise because I already shared pretty much my whole life story with you, obviously, and that is to be a warrior for change. Um, I've undergone a lot of curveballs and obstacles and road bumps all across the board and every nick crick and cranny or whatever else you want to use as an analogy in my life and it hasn't been an easy road and it's made me all the better person for it so I think being a warrior really reflects and symbolizes who I am and is a real soul mission and has become a mantra for amplifying my podcast in a way which is to use the power of my voice for good and to advocate for those who the world may have silenced their voice but I'm not going to silence you the world may not accept you, but I accept you. Like I understand wholeheartedly what it's like to just think something's wrong with you and not be comfortable in your own skin. And we should. So I think that really reflects who I am right now in 2022 and from this point forward. So that's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So on to my last favorite part, because it's something I don't tell any of my guests ahead of time, because it's lots of fun for me, particularly, but it's going to be fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that Let's is the icebreaker game. It is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. You can be a shower singer, a karaoke singer. You can even be a yodeler singer. Although I still don't know how it's possible to yodel any of these words. Again, to all my listeners, if you can yodel any of these words, please don't hesitate to let me know. But until then, here's how it works. I give you a word and you can either sing it, rap it, yodel it, however that works for you. And it can either be in the song title or in the lyrics. So you got a loophole if it's in the lyric, but it has okay. to be an actual song. You can't make up the songs. It can't be a name of an artist like Faith Hill or Popcorn Franklin. It has to be an actual song and you can't okay. change up the song either. Many of guests have tried to change up this game, which is oodles of fun, but it's not how it works. So I give you the word. So, be in the so you give me the word. And I should find a real song. Don't make up a song. A real song. However, and this is where it gets fun for me. Time is not on your side, though. So you have oh. 15 seconds from the okay. time I give you the word to either sing it, rap it, either in the song title or in the lyrics. Right. You'll be surprised how quickly your brain goes blank from the second I start the timer. So it's right. fun. I am, however, going to change the last word really quickly, just for giggles. Okay, so the first word is heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. This is the chorus of a song that's don't go breaking my heart. I have another one though. Do I have time? Heartbreaker. 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 That's a zap band or gap band or somebody like that. So don't go breaking my heart is one. And heartbreaker, that's another one. Am I doing it right? You are doing it right. I already stopped the timer when you got to the, the original song, but I was not expecting two. Although when you were singing the second one, I 
was thinking of a different artist. Um, what artist was I thinking of? I was. Thinking I have to Google like, who it is. I thought it was. I, was I thought thinking, it was. Uh, yeah. I think she did. I think she did. But this goes before her. This yes, is old. Yes. Yes, it does because oh, breaking my heart is before Mariah Carey, I would presume. So. Both of them. Both of them. And then Heartbreaker, that's super old school. And I think that's um, you know. Oh, and now I'm thinking of a rock song. <laughs> yeah. Dreammaker. I don't have to Google who heart who Heartbreaker. Yeah, that's like my parents having a party or that's going on a road trip and my dad putting in the cassette tapes um this uh that yeah so it's fun yeah <laughs> so on to the next word you're doing so all right here we go so the next word by the way you can't google search these so i don't know okay no i won't i won't i won't i was gonna tell you about the one i just did but uh no i'm, I'm ready okay so the next word is words 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 mm-hmm Oh. Word up. It's the call you play. Everybody comes. Word up. That is cameo. And I'm going very old school, but they word up is the chorus of the song. Word up. Wow. I was not thinking you were gonna say that. See, you're doing so good. And you're informing my listeners some really classic, awesome. I'm going very old school listeners. So Google it after you finish listening to the podcast because these are songs that are not average. <laughs> They're still awesome songs. My dad introduced me to all the uh, yeah. music. So I completely feel you on that one. So the last word I changed specifically just for you. So I don't think it's going to be too hard because okay. <laughs> we were advocating this throughout our conversation. So the last word is beautiful yep here we go christina be with me you are beautiful no matter what they say words can bring you down no you are beautiful no matter what they say Christina, you did so great. That's fun. That's a good family game. I'm gonna have to write that down. I'm like really into family games. And so I'm gonna have to write that down. We'll have to do that as family, family nights. I literally just introduced this iPhrase your game into this season. I never done it before until this season. And it's it's an idea I got from a YouTube video. And they've done like 10 seconds in like five songs or 10 songs but I just did three words three songs really simple um and we can keep talking music all day long because I actually really do love <laughs> music but unfortunately we're at the end of this winding road which is probably a boys to men song at some point but aside from that um do you have any links to share with my audience how they can get in touch with you if you want to plug in your awesome podcast feel free Give us that insight yeah. into how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Uh, on Instagram, I have a lot of fun with reels. Join me. I'm being ridiculous constantly. I'm also being inspirational. I'm teasing Tom, A-U-R-A-L-Y-N-N -N on Instagram. And then 
my podcast is called the team meeting the team meeting podcast it's where we as a community get together we talk about life obstacles just like you we're talking about life obstacles and we're coming up with actions that help us move our life forward even if they're imperfect actions we're moving forward together so awesome. those are the two ways thank you so much for joining me tara I'm still worried about saying it wrong. I don't know why. No, you did it perfect. <laughs> Thank it's you perfect. for joining me in this episode. This was a wonderful conversation and you truly inspired me as I'm sure you did to everyone who listened. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. I love, I love being it. I love being here. No problem. To all my listeners, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Words of Heart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you want to share it, subscribe, retweet, here are the following ways to do it on the following platforms. You can find us on Facebook at the Words of Heart podcast. We are also on YouTube under the same name and wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please don't hesitate to leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a rating on Spotify. Wherever you leave reviews or ratings, don't hesitate to let me know your thoughts on any episode for that matter. And if you are tuning in from the moon, I've mentioned this in every single episode and I'm not gonna stop. If you are listening to it from the moon, let me know. I still wanna make intergalactic broadcasting possible just for the nerdiness in me. And plus it's 2022, let's make it happen. But until then, for all of us here on planet earth, I'm your host, Dion Sanchez. Thank you again for joining me, Tara Colbert. And again, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Instagram at HeartWord25 and on Twitter at HeartWord24. So to all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, embrace all your imperfections because you're perfectly fine just the way you are. And until next time.